Welcome in 9 o'clock. Jim Davis along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. A text from Alan this morning. Uh, by the way, one of our questions today. The Broncos have requested an interview Vance Joseph, former, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that Vance Joseph, the one that used to be the Broncos head coach. The former, well, now former Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator. Broncos requested an interview Vance Joseph about their defensive coordinator job, though there's a report out that Rex Ryan, who has already spoke with Sean Payton, that Rex Ryan is the front runner to be the Broncos' next defensive coordinator. But Allen asked the question, does the Rooney rule apply to coordinators? Just wondering. Now, they have expanded in terms of hiring about the, the criteria in regard to the Rooney rule, and that does apply when it comes to to coordinators as well. So, does that, you know, when we talk about Vance Joseph, it does kind of fall into that category. It, it expanded to include a greater number of positions. In 2009, the policies amended to include general manager jobs, the equivalent front office positions, requiring each team to interview a minimum of two external minority candidates. And then that went on to other areas to include external, at least two external minority candidates. This is in 2021 for head coaching, open head coaching positions, and at least one external minority candidate for a coordinator job. So I don't believe they they didn't. I don't. Did they talk to? I don't think they talked to Brian Flores. I think they were possibly going to interview him. I don't know if that interview ever happened, though. Because, of course, he's now with the Minnesota Vikings. Right. But I don't know if that interview actually actually took place. Remember, he uh, mm-hmm. had his issues with the Broncos and he interviewed for the yeah. head coaching job, and he accused John Elway of coming in hungover. And, and they flew all the way out to the East Coast to talk to him. Mm-hmm. At 5 in the morning or whatever it was. Yeah, and they had an early morning meeting and... That yeah, they requested the interview. I'm not seeing here if they actually talked to him before he took the Vikings job. So could Vance fall into that category? Yeah, that could could very well be the case. I, I just when I look at when you look at the numbers though for him, mm-hmm. why would you hire him as your defensive coordinator? Yeah, had back to back two two good years of scoring defense in Arizona top 15, and then dropped all the way to 31st this last season. So we got some reaction to that today, that the Broncos have requested to interview Vance Joseph. Uh, let's see, going from Scott Teal. Good morning, fellas. Want to wish all the Valley wrestlers best of luck at the state tournament. In my opinion, it is the greatest high school athletic event in Colorado. And we're going to hear from Wildcats coach uh, Lucas Archuleta and also Central coach Clint Trujillo coming up about the state wrestling tournament, but if you've not been to the state wrestling tournament, mm-hmm. it's incredible. The entire you know floor ball arena with, with you know with mats, all these different classifications. You know the, the what, girls ten mats, ten mats going. You've got the girls state tournament now part of this over at ball arena. I think it's 
It, it, you're, Scott, you're right. It's an absolutely fantastic thing to watch. All all those wrestlers competing uh, starting today over in Denver. Let's see. We've got um, one from Warren. Top jokingly, Michigan, Arizona, putting uh, Vance Joseph in a crate and sending him to Denver. When the crate with Vance Joseph comes, just leave it on the porch until a porch pirate takes it, no matter how long it takes. And they open it up. They see Vance Joseph, and they bring it back. Like, well, no, we, we didn't yeah. want this. We'll take it back. Like, no, I'd rather go to jail. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, do we have a winner, by the way, today for who is it? We do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. The first Colorado Rockies pitcher to get three up, three down, all via the strikeout, Butch Henry. Correctly identified by Phil. Nicely done, Phil. Way yes. to go. To get a case of New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage for your uh, quick fingers and your keen mind today. Mm-hmm. All right, so State Wrestling Tournament uh, gets underway today for the boys and girls over at Ball Arena. The Fruita Monument uh, Wrestling Team, they're sending nine wrestlers to the state tournament. I uh, do want to mention that uh, District 51 Phoenix, the girls wrestling team, they have 10 wrestlers at state. So for the Valley, they've kind of got bragging rights in terms of the, the number of wrestlers going to compete. But we had the chance to catch up with Wildcats coach Lucas Archuleta to preview Fruita and uh, their uh, competition in the 5A State Wrestling Tournament. Talking through the Monument Wildcat Sports on the Jim Davis Show. And Lucas Archuleta brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. The Fruit of Monument Wildcats wrestling team sending nine wrestlers to the 5A State Tournament. With us right now, head coach of the Wildcats, Lucas Archuleta. Good morning, Lucas. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you guys? I'm doing fine. Well, uh, of course, you have the, the regional last weekend over at Lakewood. Uh, you qualify nine wrestlers for state. Uh, unfortunately, only the, the one regional champion, but uh, Oren Meese winning at 144 pounds was your regional champion. Kind of take us through Oren's weekend uh, on his way to becoming a regional champ. Uh, you know, uh, Oren's week was, he had a good week. He prepared well, um, you know, with all the other guys. And he just had, was in a good mindset this weekend and went over there and, and just... Uh, Went out to do what he, he needed to do to to give him a chance to be in the finals. And, um, you know, unfortunately, um, the finals was a, a forfeit. Um, the Pomona kid was sick, so we didn't get to actually wrestle that match. But, um, you know, it was a good good weekend for Warren. Now, he'll open up the state tournament against Austin uh, Peguio, who's from Pine Creek. What, what do you know about him? You know, not a whole lot. We haven't seen Pine Creek at all this year. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is anyone at the state tournament is going to be tough competition. Uh, we just kind of focus on we need to wrestle our match, make them adjust to us, um, and get after it and just see what happens. Lucas Archuleta, coach of the Fruit of Monument uh, wrestling team, joining us on the team today. And so your other uh, qualifiers, we'll go through each one. Uh, Gino Gallegos at 106. Um, and for Gino, just, uh, you know, how how he performed at regional and uh, how he looks heading into the state wrestling tournament. Give us kind of a um, a look or at least an idea of how uh, Gino's wrestling right now. You know, Gino's wrestling well. He, he was out for a little bit, had a couple injuries, um, battled back from them um, in the last couple weeks, and has preparing himself, you know, to get after it. This is his uh, fourth time making the state tournament. Um, he said he's more focused now on being on that podium 
whereas in the past he, he kind of felt like he was just kind of happy to be at the state tournament. So um, real excited to see what Gino can do um, and, you know, excited where he's sitting in the bracket. He's got some seating criteria, and, and uh, I think he's got a good pass to get on that podium. Yeah, it opens up with uh, really a good matchup with, with the freshman from Fountain Fork Carson, Loudon Elliott. So, uh, uh, young men, it's went 24-9 in the season. So, Gino, the, the senior, the experienced wrestler, takes on a freshman to open up the state tournament. That's, I would say, a, a, a very desirable matchup for him. It is. Um, you know, Gino's been there before, so he already has that um, mindset of what it's like to be there and, and, you know, what he needs to do to get after it. And, you know, just kind of... Uh, like with all the boys, you know, they're, they're just ready to go out there and battle and, and let it all hang out and see what happens for them. You also had L.J. George at 120 pounds qualifying for state. Uh, L.J.'s a junior, and um, right now uh, 25 and 13 on the season. Braden Hines is his matchup from Brighton, 21 and 9, a sophomore. So what do you know about uh, Braden Hines? You know, Braden's a pretty tough wrestler. We saw him last year at our region. Um, have not seen him this year. Um, He's just a, a, a tough, hard-nosed wrestler that we're going to have to be ready to battle with. Um, and LJ's been progressing um, week by week, getting better and better. Um, and so, again, excited on what LJ's going to be able to do, excited about the matchup. I um, think it's a great one for us to be able to go in and, and just see what happens. And then at 132, Tyler Archuleta, who uh, is 24-5 and in the season, senior for your wrestling team. He'll get Gunnar Lopez from uh, Grandview. He's a freshman. Still pretty good record, though, 34-12, and 12, younger wrestler, but a guy that uh, has won a few matches this year. Yeah, I believe Gunner was a, a regional champ, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, he, he's pretty tough. Um, we saw Grandview earlier this year. Um, uh, Gunner, I don't believe, was in the lineup at the time, so we didn't get to see him. Um, so it's going to be a great one to go into. Uh, Grandview's always tough. Um, Tyler's been getting prepared for this, you know, senior year, third time at state. Um, he placed it what was it in, in 2021 he was sixth in state um ready to get back on the podium and um just has a, a good mindset going into this week and and your son as well correct yes he is and so this i mean all these kids are special to you lucas but i mean this is his senior year last time of the state tournament this has to be a pretty emotional time for for, for father and son uh yeah it is you know and it's one of those where it, it, at times it's hard to to differentiate you know um what role we're both in, um, but it's been a great ride going through, and you know what we're looking forward to, and what we're both planning on is getting him to push through and and uh, trying to get him into that state finals match and, and wrestle for a state title this year. Um, that's been his goal all year, and I think he's got a good chance of getting there. We're talking with Fruit of Monument wrestling coach Lucas Archuleta, Wildcats uh, sending nine wrestlers to the state tournament, the five eight tournament over in Denver, starting on Thursday. Will Stewart's among them, one hundred thirty eight pounder. And for Will, gets Keegan D'Amico from Brighton, who's a sophomore, 16-7 and seven on the season. What can you tell us about that matchup for Will? You know, uh, I haven't seen his, uh, his opponent this year at all. Um, I don't remember him from seeing him last year in the lineup, so we're not don't know a whole lot. Um, Brighton's always tough, though. Um, you know, just like Hines down at uh, 20s with LJ, um, we know he's going to come in, he's going to battle, he's going to be physical. Um, you know, in Will just steps up to every challenge. You know, he's always wrestles tough. He's probably one of the best wrestlers I've seen on their feet. Um, and I think he's just going to battle and, and get after it. And then you have Bryce Nixon, a 150 that's qualified. 
and uh, Bryce will get uh, Dominique Chandro uh, from uh, Monarch. He's thirty-one and ten. He's a senior. Bryce this year, a senior as well, twenty-three and eleven. Uh, do you like that opening matchup for Bryce at that uh, in his weight class? You know, really, I like any matchup with Bryce. Bryce is a very talented wrestler, um, hard worker, um, and, and just gets after it. And so, I think any match that Bryce is wrestling, um, especially since he's on his game right now, is going to be fun to watch. Also, uh, Dylan Chelowitzki, one fifty-seven. Dylan qualifying for state, uh, and, and for Dylan, he's going to get um, Braden uh, Bandini. And um, I'm not sure which school Braden is from. I'll have to look that up here in a moment. But he gets Braden um, Braden Bandini, who's a junior, 31 and 16 on the season. What can you tell us about that matchup for for Dylan coming up uh, on Thursday? You know, um, Dylan. One of our team leaders all year, you know, and he's just he's always ready to go, always ready to battle with anybody. Um, we haven't really looked real closely at at matchups, um, and so like I don't even remember where Dylan or sorry where his opponents from. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that at practice tonight as as we get to it and start preparing um, if we need to for certain things, you know, depending on where they're from or what we know of them. Um, but for the most part, we've just been working on what we do, making sure that we're ready to go with our technique um, and our our match plan and making them adjust to us and come to us um, on our on our terms. So um, excited for Dylan. You know, Dylan's wrestled tough all year, um, and Dylan's going to uh, make a push into that state finals as well, I believe. I believe his opponent is from Mountain Range, so that'll be the, the opening matchup for him, uh, for Dylan Chelowitzki. And then True Tobias in at 175. Uh, kind of take us through the, the weekend that True had at regional leading up to state. You know, uh, True had a pretty good weekend. Um, got into the semifinals. We wrestled a, a good Ponderosa kid who's very similar to True the way that he wrestles. Uh, lost by a point to him. Um, I think it'll be different if we match up again um, going into it. You know, True is one of the better wrestlers up there at 175 in the state, and I think he's going to be true to form and get after it. And, and True's always physical and aggressive, um, and he's just going to go after and, and battle with everybody. Yeah, true. Twenty and two on the season. The junior uh, Carson Frisick from Legacy is twenty nine and twelve. He's a senior. So, do you know much about uh, about Carson Frisick from Legacy? We have not seen Legacy at all, uh, and um, you know they're always tough. They always have a good program out there. Um, and we had a couple of their kids come down and do a freestyle tournament, or sorry, a camp with us earlier this year. Um, got to talk with their coach a little bit and. Uh, Expect them to be ready to battle. Um, expect it to be a, a nice, entertaining match to, to watch and see. Um, if I wasn't coaching it, I'd probably really enjoy it. Um, <laughs> exactly. Being in the corner, it's, it's going to be one of those battles where we're going to have to be ready and, and on our game. And then wrap it up, Tatum Williams, 215 pounds, uh, going back to the state or going to the state tournament for you. Yeah, you know, Tatum coming in, he's only a sophomore, um, being up there at 215 pounds. He's Again, one of our hardest workers in the room. You know, he's just a pleasure to have in there. Um, goes after it. He supports all the others. Um, he's one of the toughest 215 pounders. He had probably the toughest region probably anywhere. Um, I believe we had four of the top five um, 215 pounders in the region. Um, and so he just went after it and battled and battled and ended up fourth. But we'll get a chance to wrestle a few of those guys again this weekend. And, um, you know, hopefully the outcome is going to be a little bit different. And he gets Lucas Villalobos from uh, Prairie View, who's 38-10, and 10, a senior. So 
Tatum scores off in the, his opening match against a guy with a little more experience than Villalobos. Um, you know, he does, but Tatum's pretty seasoned for as young as he is. Um, he, he's wrestled a lot, wrestled a lot of big tournaments. Uh, and be ready to go. You know, he has the, the experience of being at the state tournament last year. Um, and I'm not sure. I know we wrestled Prairie View earlier in the year. Um, and Tatum did dominated who he wrestled. Um, I'm not sure if it was the same kid, but just haven't had a chance to go back and look yet. All right, that's Lucas Archuleta, Fruta Monmouth Wildcats wrestling coach, sending nine wrestlers to the state tournament, which starts today for Fruta Monument, also in 5A Central Warriors. They have eight wrestlers competing at the state tournament. Have the chance to catch up with their coach, Clint Trujillo. Talking Central Warrior Sports on the Jim Davis Show. Clint Trujillo brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. He's the head coach of the Central Warriors wrestling team. Clint Trujillo joins us. Good morning, Clint. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, really good showing by your guys over at Lakewood in the regional tournament. Uh, eight wrestlers going to state. Uh, one regional champion and William Dean at uh, 126. Uh, kind of takes us to the weekend for William on his way to uh, winning a championship for you guys at that regional. Uh, he, he's been wrestling well. He's peaking right now at the right time. And I'm just honestly pretty excited to see um, what he's going to do. And actually, honestly, all the boys, how they're going to uh, wrestle this coming weekend. Hopefully we can get over the mountain with all this weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, do a good job over there. So yeah, just get, yeah, getting on the mats, that's that's going to be the easy part, right? It's it's getting there. It's going to be the, the real trick for you guys and everybody else heading over to Denver for the, the state wrestling tournament. Uh, William's going to open up with uh, Nate Jackson. He's a senior, 23-15 and 15 on the season for, for Cherokee Trail. Uh, William right now, 33-9, uh, and nine, a junior. What do you know about uh, his opening opponent, Nate Jackson? Um, he's wrestled him before in the uh, semis, and... We beat him, so we're not. I mean, I don't want to say you never worried about anybody, but we've seen his style. We've wrestled him before, so um, we feel confident in our abilities. You know, um, it, it's kind of crazy the way the region, uh, I mean, the way the state bracketing system works now. Uh, we can actually see kids from we match up with kids from our own region a lot faster than we normally would in all the years past, but. Yeah, we've seen him before, and I'm pretty confident we can get the job done. Also qualifying for you at 106, Elijah Hernandez, your freshman, who's had just a, a remarkable season, 40-4 and four at uh, 106 pounds. He'll get uh, Liam Zazalowski, a monarch, who's 24-9. He's a sophomore. Is this somebody that uh, Elijah's faced this season? Uh, we wrestled monarch. And um, we were fortunate to – we only lost two matches against him in the 14 weights. So we did pretty well, and I know his wasn't one. I haven't went back, to be honest with you, I haven't went back and looked if we actually had that um, wrestler heads up with him. But, uh, yeah, we're – the first round overall, we're for, I feel like we pretty decent spot, and I'm pretty confident our kid's doing a really good job. Um, it's just going to get – there's no easy path, you know, in any of the weights. And I know we're going to we meet up with tough kids the entire way. I mean, everyone got here, I mean, got to the state tournament because of doing a good job this season and the regional tournament. So it's going to be, can't overlook anybody. It's just going to be a fun time. Central Wrestling Coach Clint Trujillo with us uh, on the Team Sports Network. J.P. Espinosa, your Warrior Classic champion 
at 113. And uh, JP, will, uh, who's right now 41 um, forty-one and 8 on the season for your sophomore wrestler, Trenton uh, Morrell from Chatfield is 34 and 8. He's a freshman. That's who JP gets to open up things Thursday at the state wrestling tournament. Uh, can you give us a little preview on, on this matchup? Um, again, we saw at the Littleton tournament, Chatfield was there, but they didn't have their um, – a lot of their varsity kids were at a different tournament, and they did have a few varsity kids I know at this tournament. So uh, we're going to have to go back and check. We, he ended up winning um, – he won the Littleton tournament as well. So I just have to go back and check and see. Sure. If not, um, if we haven't wrestled them, like I said, we, we'll probably go that back and see if we can find any – footage on the kid or something like that and see if he has like just one special like headlock or big move that we just might need to avoid but other than that i mean we just concentrate truly on us what we do and um making sure that our timing's on and just hammer 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 and let them worry about what we're going to do so right yeah experience again somebody's important and and certainly you know what 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 they what they like to do you know in in terms of being able to counter those those moves but yeah, a lot of like you were saying, Clint. You guys just kind of work work off, focus on your kids' technique, what they're doing, and not what somebody else does. Right. Oh, completely. And that's our main thing is just making sure as long as we're trying to score, we're not. I mean, we shouldn't be worried about him trying to put us on our back if we're constantly moving and trying to get up, and we're not worried about him shooting or anything if we're constantly getting in there and attacking and getting on their head. So it's mainly we're trying to dictate the match in every position. Um, but you, there are kids, you know, that are just excel in one spot. Um, maybe they're a great leg rider. Maybe they do have a great headlock. So, I mean, it is definitely a good thing to know that this kid is outstanding in his headlock. So maybe we shouldn't be tying up in a certain way with him. But still, I mean, again, we mainly worry about ourselves always. Central coach Glenn Heal with us on the team today. Hassan Mains qualifying for state at 132. And, Hassan, 41 on the season. Your sophomore gets Brendan Joyner from Legacy, 37-11 a junior. Anything you can tell us about this matchup, uh, this opening one for Hassan? Um, the opening matchup, again, we feel pretty confident in. Um, we haven't had a chance to see see uh, the kid from Legacy, but, um, I mean, we feel pretty confident. We kind of know who the top kids in the state are. Uh, we're definitely... If we do, um, which we're hoping we'll get past this next round, I mean, we're against one of the top kids in the nation at that point. But we won't worry about that until we get there. But, you know, like I said, every kid is someone I think that's beatable. And, you know, everybody puts on their pants, their shoes the same way. So I just hope these kids' mind frame and mentally is ready to go, and we'll see what happens. Your other wrestlers are qualified. Jordan Willie, 138. Dagan Harris, 150, Devin Hickey at 165, and Tyler Zeke at 190. Uh, kind of take us through who maybe has the most challenging path to to getting to that, that opportunity, that, that cusp of wrestling for a, a state championship. Can a, if you can, give us the lay of the land for those uh, those wrestlers that you have going. Um, like I said, I think most of our kids, uh, well, actually, I think all of our kids have winnable matches. I mean, you know, I, I truly think we're actually going to win. All of them. <laughs> but that's just either the confidence sure. of the coach. Um, but we do have one match that's pretty um, pretty tough. Uh, we're wrestling uh, our 138-pounder, Jordan, is wrestling one of the top kids um, in the state right off the bat. 
you know, just looking at the rankings with all the other kids, I think we're we're sitting in good spots and we can make some noise definitely in the state tournament. Um, Jordan definitely has his work cut out for him, you know, drawing uh, Nick that very first match. But, again, anyone can beat anyone. So you never know what's going to happen. That's why they do the sports and go out there and have some fun. Central Wrestling Coach Clint Trujillo as the state wrestling tournament gets underway today over at Ball Arena in Denver. So uh, for Grand Junction High School, uh, they qualify three wrestlers for state in Murphy Harris at 120, Landon Scarborough at 126, and Colton Romero at 138. And uh, we'll talk a little 4A coming up. Uh, you'll hear from Keaton Young, who is a regional champion. He also recently was our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. So we'll uh, talk about uh, Palisade and Montrose and who they have going to the state wrestling tournament, uh, which starts today for the boys and the girls over at Ball Arena this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network online at theteam1340.com. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Thanks for joining us, Jim of the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Got some thoughts about the Broncos asking to interview Vance Joseph. Yes, asking to interview the former Broncos head coach. Uh-huh. A, a horrible two years in Denver to be the Broncos defensive coordinator. Though there are reports that Rex Ryan, former Jets and Bills coach, ESPN talking head, is the front runner for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. So we got some thoughts on that today. Send it our way. Chick fil A breakfast team phone line 970 242 1340. All right, so we have the uh, 4A Wrestling Tournament, uh, which also gets underway today. Palisade, they have two regional champions. And the brothers Young, Tegan and Keaton. Tegan at 106, Keaton at 138, Tyrus to Spain at 126, also uh, representing uh, Palisade, uh, along with uh, Trevin Brandon at 150, uh, qualifying for the state wrestling tournament. So we had the chance recently to talk to Keaton Young, who... As we mentioned, when won a regional championship this past weekend at Vista Peak High School and uh, also um, has battled a lot of adversity. Mm-hmm. Had broken collarbone. He was our uh, athlete of the week last week. He was our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center athlete of the week. Had the chance to catch up with Keaton Young of the Palisade Bulldogs getting ready to compete for a state title today over in Denver. Here's Keaton Young. It's the Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week on the team. And with us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, he's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, Palisade 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young joins us. Keaton, I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you're over uh, taking some classes at CMU today, is that correct? No, I have the day off for class. Oh, yeah, the day off today, but you've been taking classes over there. That's what... Uh, uh, Mr. Hawkins, the AD, said you've been taking some classes over at CMU. So what, what class are you taking right now? Um, a bunch of different classes. I think I have 13, 13 credits at the moment. So oh, good. Uh, good for you. I assume, yeah, you got yeah. your wrestling season underway. You've been, you've been competing on the match. You're going to Palisade. You're going to Mesa. You're, you're a busy guy. Uh, congratulations on winning oh, yeah. the 138-pound uh, championship 
at the uh, Southwestern League, Western Slope League uh, team tournament uh, that was last week. Uh, kind of take us through how you performed there, because obviously you won the your bracket, won the, the championship at 138, and uh, faced some, some pretty good wrestlers out of the Southwestern League and also the Western Slope League on your way to winning that title. Yeah, it was fun. There was a lot of good kids there. There was Fruta. I was hoping Will Stewart would wrestle, so I'd get to wrestle him again, but it didn't turn out. He's got some injuries going on. So, But there were some good matches about it. Well, it was a fun tournament. Yeah, I think for you, I mean, for anybody who was wrestling in that tournament, good tune-up for regionals, of course, uh, coming up here this weekend, and then, of course, the state wrestling tournament. So uh, what were some things you tried to maybe work on a little bit technique-wise when you were competing in that tournament? My goal was kind of just staying in solid position. Whether I was getting points or not, I didn't want to have them look sloppy. I didn't want to get many points scored on me, that type of thing. So basically my idea was just kind of, instead of just winning matches, I focused out there on winning positions, winning points, stuff like that. Palisade Senior, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young joining us today on the Team Sports Network. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. Uh you're a guy that's gone through a, a lot of challenges, broke your collarbone after you competed at the uh, Warrior Classic when you were a freshman. COVID uh, obviously cut down the number of qualifiers for state, and you were on the outside looking in uh, in that year, the, the COVID year as well. So, I mean, you've, you've had some 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 challenges, uh, Keenan, uh, you know, Keaton, through your, your career here early on. But you also reached a big milestone not that long ago, picking up your 100th career victory as a high school wrestler. Uh, a, a watershed moment for any any guy to get to 100 wins in in uh, in a career. Kind of take us through that moment. What that was like for you to to win your your 100th match in your high school career? Yeah, it was great. I was really surprised. I had no idea what was going on. They were yelling at me, calling me to the center of the mat. I had my headgear on, so I couldn't hear very well in general. Seemed like I was the only guy out of the loop, but we figured it out. So it you, was fun just to have everybody there. Yeah, everybody cheering. It was great. So, so you had no idea that you were about ready to win your no, last match. Clear. But everybody else, they were paying attention and, and they were celebrating when you were able to come up with that victory. Uh, take us back to your freshman year when when you broke your collarbone and uh, that happened at Warrior Classic, and uh, your your season was shut down from from that point on. What what a I mean what a disappointing thing to go through. How did how did you mentally back then? I mean, as a freshman, as a young guy, stay focused, keep your eye on on, on your recovery and getting back on the mats. That had to be really tough to to not be able to to compete as a freshman with that injury. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard to finally face that fact because it felt when I broke it, there was a possibility that I'd be able to make it back for regionals and state. So I worked all season long, just recovery, recovery, trying to get it back to where I could before, stuff like that. And then I got cleared, and the day after I was cleared to wrestle, I was helping one of my friends warm up for one of our duels, and I broke it again during warm-ups. So that was a hard time to realize that I was officially out for the season, and there was no coming back from it, which yeah. was rough. But oh, yeah. I mean, it just made me more kind of motivated, I guess, for the next year to do better. And that's and that's something Coach Troutwine's talked about about how you're so self motivated. I know in the the article in the paper he talked about that that you're very self driven. Is that something that comes from your family? Something that just comes from within within yourself? Where do you get that 
that level of of self motivation? Where does that come from for you, Keaton? I mean, I guess the best way I know how to explain it is it's nobody else's responsibility to push me. They're not going to – everybody's focused on their own lives, so I should be focused more on promoting myself instead of trying to have make sure somebody else is behind me, if that makes sense. We're talking with Palisade Bulldogs, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young. He uh, won the championship at the Southwestern League, Western Slope League uh, championships this past week. Uh, he – he took the championship at 138 pounds uh, during that tournament. At State last year, you finished fourth at 138, and it was the best finish of anybody here in the Valley. And I know that, uh, while that, that's a heck of an accomplishment, you're looking for far better than a fourth-place finish this year. I know you're, you're looking to go over to Denver and come back with a championship. That's the plan. What does it look like in your weight class? Uh, you know, assuming, of course, you, you qualify through regionals and, and get to state. Who looks to be maybe, or a couple of guys look to be maybe the the guys that stand in your way of, of winning a state championship at one thirty eight. Well, right now, based on the rankings and stuff like that, there's a kid from Pueblo County that's ranked above me. But I've watched him wrestle and stuff like that, and I really think I could have a good match with him. And then the kid below me, Travis. Uh, Scott, I believe, from Roosevelt. He's a great wrestler, too. So There's going to be some good matches either way, but I'm not afraid of it. Excited for it, to be honest. What do you feel like you learned from last year's experience finishing fourth at State? It's fast, man. It goes by the tournament. You never realize just how funneling it is, but the further you go, the more enticing it gets every day. It's just like... I always told myself one more match to prove, one more match to prove. And it was just crazy how fast and how high the stakes kept growing up, if that makes sense. Absolutely does. Uh, Palisade, 138-pound wrestler Keaton Young with us today. He's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week. As far as uh, going to Palisade, senior this year, uh, do you have favorite teacher that maybe you have right now? And it can even be maybe somebody over at Mesa that, uh, that you're taking classes from. Is there somebody, a class or a teacher that you really enjoy having right now? Yeah, um, I haven't had any teachers at Palisade this year, but I had a Professor Bennett at CMU. She was my English 111 teacher last semester, and she's my mythology teacher this year. She's a great teacher. Anything you do when it comes to pre-match-wise? Music you listen to, you got a playlist, something like that. Is there anything that you do to get yourself ready to compete? I always try to focus on visualizing different positions. Everybody knows their strengthnesses and weaknesses, so I try to focus on those and see what I need to work on, what I want to see myself do in the match, what positions I want to get into and what positions I want to score in, that type of stuff. Right, that's Palisade Bulldog Regional Champion Keaton Young. He'll be competing over in Denver starting today in the 4A uh, State Wrestling Tournament of Ball Arena. Montrose, they have nine wrestlers competing. Aiden Gonzalez, a 106, and defending state champion, Demarion Lopez at 285. They were regional champions this last weekend. Uh, Cameron Allegra at 126. James Schaefer at 144. Daniel Alcazar at 150. Quinn Brown at 157. Aaron Simpson at 165. And Micah Simpson at 175. And Raul Rascone at 215. All qualifying for state for the Red Hawks. And as far as 3A, Delta's Dawson Drosdig at 106. Won a regional title. Angel Romero 
at 132, Kyle uh, Kincaid at 144, and Rip Lockhart at 215. Those wrestlers are qualifying for state for the Delta Panthers. And uh, Cedar Edge, uh, another impressive uh, showing. They have 12 wrestlers that have qualified for state with uh, Ethan Heiss, Landon Martin, uh, Elias Hansen, Ethan Toothaker, and Cole Hawkins, all winning regional crowns. So uh, they'll have 12, 12 wrestlers competing in 2A. North Fork also with 12 wrestlers going to state with uh, Payson Penny and 113 winning a regional title for the minors. So And also the girls' uh, state wrestling tournament, 10 wrestlers representing uh, the District 51 Phoenix with uh, Molly Dare at 130 and Layla Castro at 190 winning regional titles. So uh, Marissa martinez Quezada at 100 pounds, Anaya Guajardo, Zarate at 115, uh, Apple Middleton at 135, Laurel Hughes at 140, Kenya Contreras at 145, Shaley Tuzan at 155, uh, Adelaide McNeil at 170, and Raya Burke at 234, qualifying for state for the District 51. Phoenix, uh, for all those uh, regional qualifiers, best of luck at the state wrestling tournament, which is underway today over at Ball Arena. All right, coming up, we'll go in the garage of NASCAR Fred. Brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Time for... That's the story of the greatest sport moment in all of history. It's time to take a trip back in time. It's this day in sports history. All right, one of my favorite players from childhood. Early on, I was a Golden State Warrior fan. I've not been one for a very, very long time, but when I was a kid, I loved Rick Barry. And when Rick Barry was with the San Francisco Warriors, he scored 52 points against Chicago. Uh, it was the second consecutive 50-point game. So back-to-back 50-point uh, games for Rick Barry back in 1967-1970. Joe Frazier retains his world heavyweight title with a knockout of Jimmy Ellis. Also, 1992, Martina Navratilova passes Chris Everett as the career singles title leader with 158 wins. 1997, Jeff Gordon at the age of 25 becomes the youngest winner of the Daytona 500. 2013, Colorado's Michaela Schifrin becomes the youngest woman in 39 years to win the slalom title at the Worlds. That's this day in sports history. Coming up next, the Daytona 500 gets the season started this Sunday, the Great American Race, and we'll break it all down with NASCAR Fred. It's in the garage of NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Coming up next... Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Now, to anyone out there who wants to go fast, anybody. I want to go fast. We got the oval, and we're going to drive straight, and then we're going to be turning to the left. Green flag, you're ready to go in the air. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, boys. All right, it is time to get the season started. It's in the garage of NASCAR Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Not just a better deal, a better dealership. Pricing information, MontroseFordNissan.com. It's all there from the great state of Iowa. He is our reigning NASCAR expert. Though, Buckeye, you were the guy that... Yeah, you said reigning. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not our reigning champion, but he's our long-established NASCAR expert. expert. You're the reigning champion. Yes. I am the luckiest. He is the smartest. From the great state of Iowa, NASCAR Fred. Good morning, Fred. How are you? Good morning. It's good to get back to racing. We had the the clash a couple weeks ago, and that was fun. But uh, now it's when we we really, you know, pull the belts tight, as they say, and get to some serious racing. 
That's right. The rubber truly meets the road with, uh, of course, qualifying going on. How about Alex Bowman? Alex Bowman uh, putting up an impressive uh, qualifying time uh, to be the pole sitter. Uh, I mean, the, the, it was a, just you know, a staggering the number that he put up in qualifying. Oh, he, he tore it up, no doubt. They're, they're starting to call him Bowman the front row man now because this is <laughs> six years in a row he started on the front row at the Daytona 500. That's a record. He's in the NASCAR record books with that one. And, and again, big day for Hendrick in qualifying. That's kind of getting to be a habit. So one, two, and three with uh, Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, and William Byron. So, uh, But, of course, only the front row is set. Everything else all the other positions are going to be set tonight with dual races. So Absolutely. Be- yeah, Bowman, 181.686 miles per hour. That's yeah. um, eclipsed the pole-winning speed of teammate Kyle Larson. Uh, that was in the debut season of NASCAR's next-gen Cup Series car. But just, uh, yeah, Alex right. Bowman, like you said, another another uh, you know qualifying time that, that you know shatters a record. And now, now, can he seal the deal? Can he start at the front? And then finish at the front of the pack when it's all said and done coming up Sunday. Yeah, the odds are against him on that one. I think the last time the pole sitter won at the Daytona 500 was something like 2002. It uh, generally doesn't happen. That's you know you don't want to be on the pole and you don't want to be leading going into the last lap. Those are just kind of the two things at Daytona. <laughs> so we will see. Well, certainly a lot of change this year in terms of uh, familiar faces in different places like Kyle Busch and Tyler Reddick. In Bush, right. you know, Kyle Bush was at Joe Gibbs Racing for 15 years. Um, you know, he heads to Richard Childress Racing to drive the number eight car after he drove the number 18 uh, previously for Joe Gibbs. And then Tyler Reddick goes uh, from that car to Toyota to drive the number 45 Toyota this season. So a couple of big names in different places. Right. Uh, I wonder about the people who have the number 18 tattoos. You know, like when Dale Jr. went from the 8 to the 88, that was easy. You just add another 8. But what do you do with this one? I'm not exactly. sure. Exactly. Maybe maybe you just tattoo the driver's, maybe the driver's name. Maybe not the number, just the name, right? You just need to, that could be. Maybe that would be yeah. the better way to go in, in the case of that. Yeah, they'll figure something out. But uh, but for Kyle Busch, um, I mean, he's, it's been a while since he's been uh, behind the wheel of a bow tie, uh, Chevy. Uh, 2007 is the last time that he drove a, a Chevy since, right. of course, been driving a Toyota all these years. Right, because he did drive for Hendrick when he first first got into Cup Series and uh, did okay. Drive drove the legendary number five car. He's one of about uh, I don't know six or seven great drivers who have been in that car. But uh, yeah, he he was saying last night on the yeah, in the interview series that he has to get used to this whole thing Toyota and Camry. I mean, instead of saying Toyota and Camry, now he's saying Chevrolet and Camaro, and it uh, you know, he, he's going to try and keep it straight. But uh, you have to get that side of it right too. You got to you know with all the sponsors and everything you. You got to get all that stuff right when you're doing your interviews. Oh, you better! Yeah, absolutely. You better get that stuff nailed down. It uh, it makes uh, sponsors uh, very, very, very crusty when uh, you don't uh, deliver the right uh, name of the product or the right name of the the automobile. We're uh, in the garage of NASCAR. Fred brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Not just a better deal, a better dealership. Pricing and information at MontroseFordNissan.com. So. Kind of take us through. Of, I'm sorry. A couple of other things regarding go, go new right people, ahead. new faces in Cup Series this year. Uh, Got to mention Ty Gibbs, of course, uh, Joe Gibbs' grandson. But uh, you know, he he's not being handed anything on a silver platter. He's just one of the best racers to come along in a long time. Dominated the Xfinity Series last year. Um, for the first time in the history of Joe Gibbs Racing, there won't be an 18th car 
it's going to be the number 54 instead with the, with Ty Gibbs driving it. Also for Stuart Haas Racing, uh, Cole Custer is being demoted back down to the Xfinity Series. Ryan Priest is driving the 41. He's got one to keep an eye on. He was good in qualifying. He was good in the clash, so that, that may be a good move for them. We're in the garage of NASCAR. Fred brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. Uh, get all the information you need at MontroseFordNissan.com. So let's talk about uh, the, the the qualifying races, the dual races. Uh, that That's tonight. So give us kind of the lay of the land on that, Fred. Okay, two races. Uh, they're 150 miles, 60 laps each, uh, 21 cars in each one. Now we have 36 teams with uh, with charters, and there are six what they call open teams. And uh, two of those, the two fastest last night, we're locked into the race, which is Jimmy Johnson and Travis Pastrana. But there's still four guys that are competing for for a couple of remaining spots in the in the race. But uh, everybody else is locked in. It's just a question of where. Uh, if you're Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson, you just don't want to wreck. It doesn't really matter where you finish in the dual race uh, unless you wreck and have to go to a backup car. Then you're going to have to start at the back. So, but everybody else is going to be scrambling for. Um, you know, it used to say, it used to kind of say, well, it really doesn't matter where you start anyway. You can move up, you can go back, people do it all race long. It hasn't quite been that way so much the last, especially since we went to, to the next gen car. It seems to be a lot harder to work your way up through the field at some place like, like Daytona. So, uh, the people are putting more emphasis on trying to qualify well. So that, that'll, that'll turn the wick up a little bit in tonight's races. NASCAR Fred joining us today. It's in the garage. Brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. So uh, the just some of the little you know, bits and pieces surrounding the Daytona 500 before we make predictions and uh, for the race on Sunday and also our, our season. We've already made our season predictions. We this is the day you can change your mind. We gave you we gave we give you to today to change your mind on this. So uh, we'll we'll see if anybody uh, varies from what we've already selected. But uh, actress uh, Tiffany Haddish. She'll be the honorary starter for Sunday's Daytona 500. Right, and we got a whole roster of, of NASCAR greats to uh, to as grand marshals to, to give the command. You know, we got Richard Petty and Bobby Allison and Bill Elliott and, and several others representing the different decades of NASCAR. So definitely an all-star cast. Well, as far as the race on Sunday, when you look at uh, Austin Cendrick, he'll try to become the just the uh, fifth repeat winner in the history of the Daytona 500. Uh, of course, 24 years old, took the checkered flag at the Great American Race last year for his first ever NASCAR Cup Series victory of his career. Uh, of course, went on to be the Rookie of the Year and uh, looking to join Richard Petty, Cale Yarborough, Sterling Martin, and Denny Hamlin as the only back-to-back winners of the Daytona 500. Mm, the odds are not great for Austin Cendrick. Uh, Ryan Blaney right now, your favorite to uh, from right. Caesars uh, to to win on Sunday. <laughs> oh, so so are we to making picks now? Or uh, I, I saw that Blaney is the favorite, and uh, I, I'm tempted to go that direction. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of got a gut feeling. Um, someone who's sort of been under the radar, just kind of was steadily getting better through the season last year, and uh, and wasn't looking too bad in qualifying. Uh, driver who's won a championship driving for an outfit that does have championship history oh in short brad keselowski i just i think we're going to see bad brad show some get himself back into the conversation this week all right buckeye you got to pick on this one i i like chase elliott to take the race okay hmm 
mull this over a little bit. I'm, um, you know, I'm I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. I'll take Kyle Larson to take the checkered flag Sunday at uh, the Great American Race. Now, our season yeah. predictions. You have those there, Buckeye, correct? I do. Okay, so go through them once again for us. Uh, Fred took Kevin Harvick. Mm -hmm. You took Kyle Busch. I went with Denny Hamlin. Anybody want to change who they picked? This is your last chance to do it. I think I'm going to stay with the old man, Harvick. I'm not going to waffle. You know what? I'll... I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go with Kyle Larson. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the guy I'm picking to win on Sunday. I will I will th- I will throw a little monkey wrench into this, and I will go with Kyle Larson. I'll be the one. I'll be the the lone wolf on this and change my pick. We'll go with a different I Kyle. Be, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Larson have a big year this year after kind of a disappointing one last year. Got to watch out for him. All right, see Fred. Fred, I thank you, Fred. I'm glad mm-hmm. you like my selection. So Fred's standing pat. I'm standing pat. You flippy floppy to Larson. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I we flippy said floppy. anybody could do that today. Don't bust my chops on this. I that was that that was your idea, and I I see why now. So you were you weren't real settled on your guy, but you could have done the same thing. It was, I was fine with my guy. Okay, well, that's good for you. Well, well, good for you. Good for you, champ. Good for you. Glad to hear that. Glad you were rock solid on your pick. I know you said that with a little angst behind it, but champ is accurate. I won last year. Okay, sport. You like to talk about sports. I wouldn't know about being necessarily a sport. I mean, not a good sport usually. No, that's, that's where I was going. Yeah. Usually, a terrible sport, not a good sport. All right, the race is Sunday, one thirty our time, Fox TV for the Great American Race, the Daytona. 500. Fred, always... Blue, I'm sorry, go blue ahead. Green, blue Green Vacations duels this evening, 5 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. All right. It all starts tonight. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate the time. We'll talk to you next week, sir. Thanks, Jim. All right. There he goes. In the garage, NASCAR, Fred, brought to you by Montrose Ford Nissan. That's in a puff of white smoke, but a donut instead of... Probably a donut like instead of... Yeah, it's yeah. a different... It's a donut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Donut in the pit area. A peel out, right? Yeah. Be a donut too. All right, so coming up tomorrow, cake will be in, and uh, we'll have where in the world is Tyler Franson on tomorrow's program. Also tomorrow, we'll uh, we're sliding over our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week to tomorrow. Jerry Schimmel will also join us as well, part of the Rockies Radio Network. So we uh, have pitchers and catchers, of course, that reported uh, yesterday to uh, Talking Stick and Scott Stale. So we'll talk a little Rockies baseball with Jerry Schimmel, and uh, we'll also uh, give the latest on what's happening at the state wrestling tournament uh, for the Western Slope team. So I'll have that all coming up tomorrow on the program. Make sure you join us tomorrow morning at 7. Once again, we want to uh, congratulate our winners this year for Pile Pigs Can Pick em, powered by Kissner Motors. Grand prize winner, Steve Siminer, with a $500 gift card to play it again sports. And our overall points winner, Jeremy Davis, gets the $500 gift card to play it again sports and a big green egg, 13-inch Minimax charcoal Kamado grill and smoker, courtesy of Fruta Co-op. But once again, thanks to Fruta Co-op, also to the folks at Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza and Kistner Motors as well. That's our show for today. Jim Rome is coming up next on the Team Sports Network.